I see a thing that's raining. Heard about a thing that's raining. Person, place, a thing will wreck a thing from sea to shining sea. The thing is overrated, overrated, underrated, overrated, underrated, rated fairly so Actor David Atkins, better known as Sinbad. Let's <laughs> keep going, Josh. Finish it. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Actor David Atkins was better known as Sinbad. Let's talk about a couple villains that were oh so bad. Oh. You can't rhyme bad with bad. You should have gone rad, bro. No, I didn't want to. <laughs> Would you consider oh. Sinbad rad? No. <laughs> I've never been quoted as saying Listen, that. it's not my best rhyme, but I'm not known for my rhyme, so I'm okay with that. You kind of are known for your rhymes, though, Well, thank right? you, Tim. That that flatters me so. Well, he thinks he is, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. These chickens have been through a lot. These, by chickens, they mean us. And this These is... three chickens in the studio. Folks, for those of you that don't know, occasionally when we have missed a lot of weeks, we will do a back-to-back cast. And uh, we're breaking the third wall here, and we are going to let you know that we have already finished one whole hour yes. and a half cast tonight, and it was a hoot. Uh, honest to God, banger. If you yes. have not listened to the Barnyard cast yet, you need to go back and listen to it, and we're going to get through the villain cast today. We can't wait, Josh. I, I'm here ready to talk about all things bad. It is about villains. It's about villains. Yes, yes. It, it's fair. You know, I was uh, I was seeking inspiration for tonight, and I realized that we did a superhero showdown. Mm. Oh, sure. And, you know, everyone likes a nice accompanying text. Uh, so I figured we'd, we'd talk about villains, right? Because, yeah. Because there are so many different villains out there, and I feel like some of the same villains get all the hype. So we need to talk about some of the villains that don't get all the hype, but You're also right. talk about what makes a good villain, right? Because You're right about this. So I want to actually just start off right there. You know, it, it, movies, TV, video games, whatever you call it, um, there are villains. There's so many Dozens villains. of villains throughout time. But here's the thing. Not <laughs> every villain is made equal. You know, I was watching Dora the Explorer the other day. Oh, not Dora. Oh, God. And... And here you I am, were the villain. And this. here I am looking at this fox swiper. He is he is a thief. What a great name. He is the antagonist of the entire door of the hold Explorer on, universe. Hold on. hold on. Swiper the fox. This is how you're starting off this <laughs> no, 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 podcast. No, no, no. The, the, but, but here's my He's point. not even a villain. He's just a mischievous prick. But, <laughs> okay. The most pivotal villain of all time, Swiper the fox. You, you have know, ever... without, If he never did any of this stuff, people would be, oh, they wouldn't be mildly inconvenienced throughout the, the history of time. <laughs> if he wasn't in the show, still wouldn't well, matter. Well, what, what makes him a villain, Josh? Does he steal? No. Does he murder no no, no he, he really does steal he That's does his steal whole point. swiper is specifically named swiper because he swipes, he swipes shit he oh, does yeah. yeah you're right you're right about this all i'm saying you're is, wrong bob my point is in shows as for for catered for toddlers right there are villains and not every villain is made the same swiper is a fox who steals things but he's no emperor palpatine he is no Sebulba of uh, yes, Sebulba. <laughs> Stay fast. My my point is, I wanted to ask you boys, yes. what what makes a good 
villain. Like, what's a quality that a villain needs can, to have? Can I take this one? Absolutely, Tim, go for it. The thing about villains is that I like a villain that I personally can relate to, Josh. You got it, man. Yeah. You got so it. if you can if you can see a villain and kind of A, either feel bad for him. Right. Like be like, you know what? He's doing some really bad shit over here, but on the other hand, I kind of understand why he's doing it. If they give you uh yeah, the backstory that you can relate to and be like, you know what? If things went wrong in my life and I went the wrong way, I could see myself kind of being in this vein right, of right, villain. Right, right, right. This is the villain that I relate to. I, 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 I need a villain that I can relate the to. Empathetic. The empathetic. The Well, you empathize with it. Yeah, fair yes. enough. I like that. Not like that, that the villain itself is empathetic, because a lot of times he's not. But if you can empathize right, sure, with sure. the feelings yes. of the villain then yes, I, that's my favorite kind of villain. And honestly, mm. if you're in a movie and you're watching it and you're like, you know what? I'm kind of on the villain side. I feel like that movie has done its job. Sure. Let me put you on the spot. I, I'm sure. I'm you Johnny guys, on the spot, Josh, <clears throat> right here. Have you seen Black Panther? I'm sure you have, of course. right? I think Killmonger is one of the one of the greatest villains uh, portrayed because sure. you get it. There, there's. It's not glossed up all that much. Sure, is he a great guy? No. God rest Chadwick Boseman for yes, the record. Yes, yes, yes. But Michael B. Jordan's portrayal of Killmonger, you just get it. You, you see this mm-hmm. guy who's like born in poverty and he's robbed without even knowing that he had a claim on some type of throne. And the way that he port- is portrayed throughout the whole thing, it's like, yeah, no, I get it. You and have that's sympathy. That's what makes it a good movie, right? <clears throat> because you're watching it and you're seeing Chad- Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther fight against Killmonger and you're saying to yourself, yeah, I can go either way. Look at like uh, like a Darth Vader even, you know, where, yes. where at the end you, you've seen all the things leading up to this and, and you see him kind of turn to the light side at the end there when he's... Human he's, element to it. Exactly. It humanizes so. the villain. Perhaps the Burgermeister from uh, Santa, uh, <laughs> Santa, Santa Claus. Santa coming to town. <laughs> he, he, was, he was deprived of toys as a kid, so you know why he banned them. Well... They sure. gave him the yo-yo, and he downright melted. Not exactly where I, I was yo. going with it, but yeah, I, I could see a where you're coming from. But <laughs> Tim had the same response when I showed him my Dunkin' fly- Butterfly, but... <laughs> what? I swear you a Dunkin' Butterfly. Uncle John, it's not your segment yet. And a pooper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, if you if you have something like that, you can you can just sit there and be like, you know what? Maybe I'm not right about this whole movie in general. That's fair. Right? I, I like that because sometimes the villains are so typecast to the point where it's like you can't question whether or not they could be good. They're just bad. Like, the, let me give you Lord of the Rings, okay? Sauron. Well, you, you know the ring. Uh, belonged to, to his ex-wife. Sauron, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, like, Sauron is straight evil, Straight no evil. There's no, no redemption. Nothing. There's no redemption arc. No reason for and it. And great movies. But I would consider other villains better than him because there's no redeeming quality that, just that, that I can relate to. Did you to. hear this about um, Lord of the Rings where they originally... <laughs> it, it, it was not my goal, Josh. Sauron was going to have... You set him up for this, he, Sam. He was, was going to have more than one ring and he was going to kind of have them like heaped out throughout his home and they were going to call it Horde of the Rings. 
Oh, wow. That sounds familiar. It sounds like JRR trivia. That does well, sound like I'm it. I'm just saying. Hey, can I play uh, Devil's Advocate to Tim for a minute? Please. So please. I agree with you. The most... Devil, the, a very bad guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the worst. The, the quintessential villain, I'd say. <laughs> Many would. Um, so the one you can relate to the most is the uh, villain with reason. The re... The reason that so many... <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no, Stick with me for a minute here, man. It's been a long night. Chicks have been through a lot. You see, Tim, the reason for the season is that... Hang on. So, so, you could, so you can empathize with a villain, which actually gives you a certain level of comfort. Sure. The reason people always consider the Joker as one of the best villains is because there's something to be said about a villain who truly has no relatable history if you remember in the heath ledger version of the joker they say like he has no history no fingerprints no like they can't trace him back at all and furthermore and he thrives off of chaos he thrives off of pure evil and chaos he has no goal other than just destruction sure and uh even more villainous than that is perhaps the um like mentally ill villain like the joker portrayed by phoenix in the the most recent one sure mm. um so i think for me like the scariest kind of villain is is that who is truly out just to uh inflict like evil on everyone watch the, the world burn yes the thing with you know a, a motivated villain kind of like a bullied villain is they have a very set target of people they're trying to take down people like the joker and things like this are out to get the whole world and that's a very scary thing well you touched upon something too is the uh the sympathy that people have and like i know my wife ashley she's very like very sensitive to people who have been bullied people who have a tough time growing up and that's another thing you can relate to sure as the the person who's watching the movie or whatever and I, I think that that humanizes the villain. 100%. Yes. 100%. When the villain isn't humanized or even explained with lack of history or motive, that's a truly dangerous villain. Very, yes. Very much so. And that, my friends, <laughs> is a villain that's very hard to beat. Remember in the scene where Batman's just beating the shit out of the Joker and he's just laughing? Sure. How do you do that? How, how do you Joker beat the villain it. who enjoys their own demise? Right, or enjoys the fact that they're bringing the hero down by to their level to to their level by doing what they need to do and getting dirty yes. in, in the mix of it. And I, down and, I agree and dirty. With that. Well, and that's that's what the Joker does. He's he's not out for global domination. He's out to prove a point, and by proving said point, that that's all he wants. He wants to take away the the hero aspects of the hero. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. So I like that. I like that. Good. Good shot there, guys. Uh, uh, it's I, like when the local state authorities <laughs> try to pull my permit for food truck. The local I state- ain't nothing wrong. That guy who got the E. coli was not my fault. <laughs> and they just made me feel like a real bag of trash. <laughs> Villains. <laughs> Villains. I mean, I mean, his food truck is just a I, cooler. It's, it's, it's I, think I clean that fryer every six months. <laughs> It's just a the girl. wings are healthy. <laughs> so, in a world where there's <laughs> there's loads of villains of any variety, 
What's the most overrated villain in your mind? The one that gets too much hype? The one that, you know, is just plastered everywhere and you're just like, okay, I've seen it before. It's just it's just too much. What do you got, Tim? I've had enough of Thanos. Thanos. I agree with you. I've had enough. Um, I, I, think, I, I think that, okay, there's certain aspects of him that you can relate to if you're a bit of a psychopath like myself. And... That's, you know, like, oh, we, we need less people in this earth. We're killing the earth, that kind of thing. Fine. I'm fine with that. But, right. like, the the fact about him is that he's overpowered. I don't like an overpowered villain that, like, you need an entire fleet of superheroes to beat this guy. Right. I, it's I under- the galactics effect. I, I, that, I agree with that. Like, you're... you're you're pulling from like the entire galaxy at this point to beat right. this guy. And it's like <sighs> certain certain times you just want like you you want someone that can be defeated. Right. You, like this guy was like a demigod or something, Josh. I, I you know a tight thank you. A titan. And it's like it, it just doesn't mix well with me. Right. I you know, I I huge Marvel fan. And I love, I love... I love the movies. I did. I do. I, I think, you know, in a post-Thanos Marvel era, they're looking for the next big bad guy, right? And so many people are quick to go like, oh, Galactus. The guy's as big as a planet. He's bigger than a planet. He eats planets. And that's... that's I already cool hate thing. it. But I hate it because you can't do that type of story justice. Because if you have someone that is larger than life... Of course he's going to be bad. There's no character development to someone like that. But if you were to scale it down, like, and again, I think the Emperor Palpatine might be a little bit overrated. Ooh. <laughs> but at the same time, he's just a person. He's just one man. He's an incredibly powerful man. But at the very same time, it's not like he's so invincible that nobody can touch him, right? Well, it's He just a, has a lot of power. On the other side of things, it's in the same vein as how I feel about Captain Marvel, where everybody hates Captain Marvel, by the way, ever right. since she came out with You're a movie. You're thinking of the game Marbles. I love Marbles. <laughs> Don't you misquote me like that. <laughs> but Captain Marvel is way overpowered. She defeats an entire fleet of spaceships. She's like right. she's like the Superman of Marvel, and it's stupid. I've always hated Superman is overpowered. I don't right. like an overpowered superhero. I don't like an overpowered villain. Bob, what do you think? <clears throat> Pardon me. So the overrated uh, villain to me is a villain that doesn't need to be a villain. You got a guy like Two Face, mm. okay? And these these villains make the Batman look bad. Harvey okay? Dent, uh, even Catwoman to an extent. Fair enough. You got a, um, a character who's kind of a uh, little bit of both sides. Well, Why is the, a little combi? Sure. Why is the bat out there trying to beat him? Reach him on a psychological level. Where you can channel the good mm-hmm. and and kind of win that over, I, a guy like the Joker in the terms of portrayal in the movies has been overdone a million times. But a guy like the Joker, in essence, you can understand why he's truly evil. Right. Sure. The thing with the in between people, the in between villains, is <clears throat> it really makes you sympathize for them, empathize for them to the point where you're like, Batman's kind of a douchebag. Why isn't he trying to reach out and kind of sway these people? Um, Selena Kyle, Kyle, Selena Kyle, Selena Kyle, a yep. very sexy Michelle Pfeiffer. You're thinking Selena Gomez. I'm not thinking much. <laughs> not quite. Her. Not quite. <laughs> Actually, in uh, Shallow Hal, one of the women he he 
mentions <laughs> as one of his favorites, cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh-huh. Now, that being said, I, I think that um, the characters who are in between somewhere uh, as villains often get the sympathy, and you, you can't root truly against them. Good example, too. And if you're having a little bit of trouble with me, chill. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Bob, we'll kill the dinosaurs. The, the Ice Age. <laughs> I just now, wanted to clarify. If you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger's portrayal on that, the reason he was evil was because the poor man's wife was killed and uh, was frozen in time. And everything he did was to try to obtain these 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 crystals to bring her back to life. A villain like that, you can understand. You can you relate got, to him. You got Playboy Bruce Wayne dicking around in his mansion. You kind of root for Freezy. That's fair. That's fair. I, I actually really like that take. So it's it's the ones that have reason to be villains that, in a villain sense, are overrated to me. No. You got to have a fine line. Are you trying to sway me to root for the villains? Or are you trying to... Swayze. To- Patrick Swayze going and against the gift. The rapper villain. Swayze. Very nice. Rapper um, Jay-Z. Yeah, very good. Very, very overrated. True, very, true. very overrated. But, but hear me on this, too. It's the same thing as a big wrestling fan when you have a heel character. Uh, you can consider the, that a villain. The character yeah, for sure. development is important. You need to be careful when you have a heel. Because if you have a heel who is acting badly because a, the fans have turned on him or he was screwed out of a title match, you're going to eventually root for that heel. If you have a heel who's like a coward or just a very dastardly villainous person, you will root against them. So the people in the middle are overrated as villains. You gotta stick to a true, true psychotic villain. Mm. That's fair. I like that. Someone who's hard to relate to, you know? Extremities. Um, Unless you are trying to tug on the heartstrings, and in which case, I do get, it's fine. But if you're looking for a very true villain, there needs to be unexplicable uh motives of evil. Fair sure. Enough. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like it a Thank lot. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> These villains have been through a lot. <laughs> that they have. They that sure they have. have. I have a I have a list. Uh, I I'm gonna go into uh, You don't have that much of a list, just a little bit. I have a little list. Oh thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're um, thinking uh, never mind. <laughs> Inconceivable <laughs> <laughs> Great villain. <laughs> Excellent villain. Um, I, so I have... Um, what do you know, got there, Josh? <laughs> the no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get the wording here. What the hell are you, what are you doing over here? Playing, I, I, I actually wrote... You're playing pocket pool, good. young man? <laughs> you know, Bob, in a world where there are iconic villains like much we just talked oh, about. Oh, you here, love them. You know, oh, yeah. the underrated villains never, ever get talked about. It's always the Thanoses. No. And, and it's it's a sad thing, right? And there's no other genre where villains are overlooked than the mm. comedy genre. Oh, you're right about this. So I'm going to read you guys off a, a list of different comedy villains. Yes, sure. And I want you to tell me yes. if they are overrated, underrated, or rated fairly. You All are right? doing a very good thing, Josh. So I've got, I've got a couple here. Uh, I hope you guys get the references. Uh, we're going to start off nice and easy with yes. Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. Oh. Overrated, underrated, rated fairly. Underrated. Why is that? Because the uh, you, you never really understand his motives. Well, That's why dollars. I think that he's rated fairly. Okay. Because you can't empathize with him because you don't know enough. And he's not 
quite evil enough where he's not funny. So he is the perfect villain for Austin Powers in a comedy. Yes. I think he's a rated fairly villain. I I think I think the com the the way that he pulled off the comedy aspect though puts him a little into underrated. Love for Mr. Bigglesworth makes him a little overrated. <laughs> Love is weakness for a villain. For That's true. You get rid of Bigglesworth, eviler. Okay. That's true. All right. I like that. I like that. That's not the only shaved pushy that Dr. Ah, oh, no, 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 no. None of that. None of that. <laughs> not this again. Oh, John. Jeez. How about... Um, he grew up in the 70s. <laughs> Very different Or time. you would pay one million dollars. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right. What about... Um, <laughs> classic villain from the movie Dodgeball, White Goodman. Ben Stiller's Underrated. <laughs> Underrated. And I hate to say it's because he does have a reason why he's evil. He's a former fat kid. But, oh, my God, he doesn't give a shit that he was once fat. He has no empathy for current chubbies. He's ready uh, that's to true. end everybody's financial dependence. He is a conceited prick. He has no remorse. And, man... At the end where he says the Chuck Norris quote and he is just chubby again, <laughs> Dwight Goodman is one of the top villains only to be outdone by uh, uh, him in Heavyweights, which is uh, oh, Tony yeah. Perkis. I, I ben Stiller plays that. a damn good villain, underrated 100%. Very much agree. Nobody makes him bleed his own blood. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's... He, uh, he's he's probably underrated for yeah, me. Yeah, very underrated. So very good. unlikable. <laughs> what about uh harry and marv from home alone oh very underrated very underrated again sorry tim please characters who are evil without a backstory and intentionally the backstory is left out so you cannot empathize with them they're robbers. They're trying to kill this kid who's outsmarting them. You don't feel bad for them because you don't know why they're robbing. There's no history. When you eliminate the history, you eliminate the mystery. They're only bad. You don't root for them for any reason. Love, love the villains. Underrated villains. You have no sympathy for them. One of the most heartfelt scenes in any damn movie of all time is when Kevin's watching Joe Pesci be wheeled away in that police car in the first Home Alone, and Pesci's giving him the side eye because he's been battered so much, and Kevin just smiles, and you feel so good in that moment that that bastard is being carted off the jail because you have no sympathy for him whatsoever. They also kind of give you like little tidbits about those guys, like uh, when uh, when Marv or. Which one's Marv? Is Marv uh... Daniel Stern? Yeah. So Marv is in there. Like they they do their first like little uh, house that they do. And, and I'm out he, of breath after that take. You <laughs> should be. He's passionate. And he like he like stuffs something in the drain and like puts the. He's like we're the wet bandits, man. Like <laughs> they just like kind of force it a little bit. He's just yeah. looking for the attention. Yeah. And and he's not stealing out of necessity. That's right. fair, and He's that kind of drives celebrity. It drives the comedy of it, that, yeah. which is uh, my point. Like that, that's a good comedy. Fair film. enough. I feel like a lot of these characters fall into that category. Yeah. Could so. you say that Harry and Marv are the best comedy villains of all time? I don't think you could say um, that. I could would you say name me some better? Three. I uh, might actually have a couple of them on here. Well, you can tell me next week. That's okay. From, um, uh, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, yeah. I want to, but uh, got to be in the top though, right? It, definitely at the top. Like definitely. one, I don't know if you have this one, Josh, but one that definitely rivals them is uh, 
in Happy Gilmore. The the Shooter McGavin. Big Shooter Shooting McGavin. Next on like, the list. <laughs> downright evil. Oh. Uh well and and like you, you he's so unlikable and, and that's what his goal is, you know? So so I'll take this then and just say he's an underrated villain in the sense that same thing Tim's saying, there's nothing in you that has sympathy for this guy. He is just a self-entitled piece of trash. Yep. Mm. He already has all the accolades of being a, a, a pro golfer and a famous golfer, and he cannot stand to see someone else break out of the scene. And Nothing. he's specifically going against Adam Sandler's grandmother. Yes, an old woman who, like who's a Gene Simmons helpless. fan. Helpless <laughs> old woman. <laughs> she has very little going for her. Yeah. Yes, and, and he can't lose one one match. He mm-hmm. can't lose one tournament. So, yes, he is a great, great villain. Yes. And then he tricks that poor man <laughs> into wrecking his car, and he doesn't even go to Red Lobster with him. <laughs> <laughs> great villain. <laughs> I love it. What about uh, Dark Helmet from uh, Spaceballs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And over, over, it's oh, overrated. Yes, it is. It it's is. overrated. I mean, right. it's it's a little too too yeah. mocking of a specific movie. It does its job in the parody, but nothing hilarious. in you is afraid of dark. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not saying right. I don't laugh at it yeah. because it's it's, but it's a little bit too campy. He's Squidward yeah. level at the right, point. right, right. Uh, what about Wes Mantooth from Anchorman? <laughs> <laughs> Wes Mantooth, what rival? Anchorman from... Uh, I will I believe- smash your... What is it? I will take your mother out to a nice seafood dinner and <laughs> never, never call, call her, her again. <laughs> hey, West Mantooth. Rated fairly. West Mantooth actually was a little overrated. The, the biggest villain in that, Josh, and there's a theme here, was not West Mantooth. It was Ben Stiller as a Spanish <laughs> announced team who <laughs> cracked the whip and then ran off as soon as the police came. A true coward villain. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't even think of ben that. Sti- Folks, oh, we're learning right now very early yeah. on that Ben Stiller is the quintessential. There it is, Tim. There it villain. is. You mentioned game at home. <laughs> you mentioned something that made me think there. Like a cowardly villain you don't respect. And they're actually, they play on your heartstrings more than anyone because... They try to be tough, yeah. but they run away when the going gets tough. All right, I'm going to throw this out there. Is Gaylord Fokker a villain? <laughs> no. No, uh, no right. he, he's not because he tries. Uh, and I'll get, tell you why, Jeff. I'm going to give you a very specific scene. All right, all right. When his future brother-in-law is smoking pot up in his room, and he could easily <laughs> sell him out to De Niro to like save his whole reputation, he backs that man. Here's mm. the thing. It, there's a difference between a villain and a schmuck. Okay, Gaylord Falker okay. is a schmuck. He's a schmuck. a schmuck. A schmuck is someone that is just in the wrong place Save at the it wrong for the time. Schmuck cast. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Dinner with schmuck. But he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And Frequently. He's, he's at least trying to be likable. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, he is. There's no ill will in his game. It just happens. Yeah, he's just unlucky. He's just an unlucky. It's like fuck. you, Josh. You're an unlucky man. I, Me too. I've been I've been a schmuck before. That's for sure. <laughs> well, we've all have. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, what about Jacobim Mugatu from Zoolander? Will Ferrell's character, the rival uh, fashion icon. He is he is very unlikable. I think he is fairly rated. Um. Fairly rated based on the plot line. These are all a bunch of self-absorbed models who are trying to outdo each other. If he's a villain, so is Zoolander. Right. Zoolander is also very unlikable. Yeah. Uh, Hans. 
I like him. Uh, <laughs> a true hero. Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. A little bit of a curveball here. Merman. Uh, <laughs> Merman, fuck. Cut the black line. Oh, I once saw a merman. <laughs> it was out when I parked the truck near that ocean. Oh, God. Down oh. in the Mesquamacit. No, he's thinking of Canadian National Park. No, seen a merman pop right out of the wave. <laughs> Bare-assed. <laughs> that was you, Uncle John. Slapped him around his cheek, served him a burger. Oh, God. Five ninety nine. Ooh, that's a good deal. That's not bad. <laughs> Five what, guys is the way to go. Though, guys, sure yeah. that. No fries. What oh. about uh, Regina George from Mean Girls? Okay, that is a good villain. Quality villain. Good villain because she has a lot of things. She has. She pries on the heartstrings. She she has a little redemption at the end, doesn't she? Very much. Very much. A, a, Sex appeal too. <laughs> Yes. Don't we all? <laughs> Although I, I heard you hear this about the actor now. She's doing these photo shoots with the armpit hair. Uh, Rachel McAdams. I don't like it. I, I used to very much think her attractive. Really? I don't like. I don't want the armpit hair. Fair enough. Uh, well, but uh, we, we, whatever. You're not a wanna, '70s man. Uh, I guess not. <laughs> you know, I don't know what Uncle John thinks about this. But um, <laughs> anyways, go. I digress. Going back to this, I think Regina George is a great villain because she is a. In so many ways, she's an unthreatening physical villain. She can't hurt or kill anyone, but she can kill the reputation. For a younger audience, she is uh, the very assassin. dangerous. The social assassin. Yeah. And, and, and two, like Tim was saying at the beginning of the cast, there's something about a character you can connect to. And at the end, when she brings it back around, you almost, you almost feel bad when she's in the neck brace. Um, well, you don't quite, though. Uh, no, here's I, the thing. I mean... Gretchen Wiener's the, the real underrated hero on that show. <laughs> I think she's an underrated villain just because of the fact because when you're in high school, you know a girl like that. You know a girl that struts around like that and acts like yes, that. Yes, and I actually right. knew a girl whose mother was Amy Poehler. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just, there you go. I, just, I, I, I kid, folks. I kid. <laughs> but I, I think when you can really like relate, yes. and that's on a different level relating. That's like relating yes. to a point where it's like, I, I can picture someone in my high school doing. Oh, that. every everybody can, and it's like, and that's why that movie did it so well. Is she right. is the ultimate metaphor, and man, did they do it well? Yes, Fair absolutely. Enough. Yeah, I like that underrated villain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one, uh, Halloween costume of mine from two years ago, uh, the Trunchbull from Matilda. Oh, I once dated the Trunchbull, <laughs> and she is a shack. Oh shit. <laughs> She, she try to get it on, and she spikes you. Uh, oh goodness, goodness! She she's an underrated villain yes. because of the fact that she plays on the fear of a child. She uh, is a, she is the bully of all bullies. She yeah, she's the adult bully. And the, you know you know what the scariest thing about the damn trunchbull is <laughs> is she gets away with this shit. She, yeah, she's scot free. She gets away with this. She puts the kids in the choke and spikes them. <laughs> And the parents are jolly about it. She's bends a girl by her pigtails and throws her a mile. Not a single repercussion. <laughs> no, they're fine with it. And I, I understand this is kind of the way that Josh, you're gonna kill me. But like, <laughs> I understand. Tip, don't worry, I thought of you. <laughs> I understand the way that these these uh, these schools maybe like it's playing on like an early early time period yes. of schooling where like it. Obviously, it plays very up impressional. The, like evil the, the headmaster type. Children are type. looking up to the to the principal, and she betrays him. And it's like it's like a Catholic school type thing where you yes. hear about you know the the Catholic yeah. nuns like whipping the kids on the knuckles and stuff. How like, damn dark does that movie slash book get? When at the end you find out that the Trunchbull may have actually killed 
like Miss Honey's parents. Dude, it gets downright like she goes from like horrible to terrible. Real piece of trash. And (laughs) I was a real piece of shit. She, she told me that she did it in pillow talk. Huh. That's when we, her and I broke up when she told me about Miss Honey's parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's around. Got it, Josh. All got right. it. All right. You there got it is. Every, <laughs> I, folks, I said at the end of the last one, my goal every podcast is to get Josh at least once. It's around the same time I was trying to get Miss Honey's pants. <laughs> oh, jeez. She wasn't making enough money. Couldn't even afford the hot dog. I don't uh, Frank, Frank Furter will squirter. Oh, God. Ugh. Disgusting. Why'd you do that? All right. I'll All right. show you, Mr. Wormwood. Oh, God. Ugh. All right. Not Uncle good, John Josh. is clearly here, so we're moving on. Yummy, 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 Come on. (laughs) Why, God, why? (laughs) So, um, tonight's Snack Shack, I I was talking with Uncle John on the phone the other day. And I was like, hey, Uncle John, listen, uh, you know, we're we're doing a villains cast here. And I I want food that is kind of like parading to be something else. But deep down, it's not necessarily great for you. You know, something that has the appearance of being a certain way, but not necessarily the follow through of that. So Uncle John and his many, many uh, talents that he brings to the table uh, came up with three uh, ideal things that that I thought was great. What the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to spoil it, Josh. Continue. My... So my point was, I wanted to get food that, in a way, made it sound like it was being healthy. Uh, but How far of a reach is this? <laughs> no, yeah, what's no, no, going listen, on listen. here? All right, all right. Let me let me start over. My point is, sometimes in in movies, villains have the appearance of being good at a certain point, but deep down, oh, okay. they are corrupt and they end up being the villain that they are. Like Roy from Star Wars. Like Roy from Star Wars. But really more like uh, Palpatine from Star Wars. He's a senator. He's uh, well-respected. And at the end of the day, he is as corrupt as could be. There's a lot <laughs> of... like Mitt Romney. <laughs> okay. There's, we never get political. But the point is... Taste, what the... What is this, man? <laughs> there's a lot of food out there that claims nope. to be the healthier alternative to certain things. Nope. And ends up being worse than the original. Ugh. Okay. So, Bob, what did you just eat? Because I got I got This is some sort of ice cream. This is disgusting. Yeah. I, I smoked a cigar last night, a big, fat, <laughs> oh, long wow. one. Phrasing, Bob. But I smoked a cigar last night, and if I had ashed that cigar into an ice cream, that's exactly what this would taste like. This tastes so, like shit. So, here's the thing. <laughs> so... Josh did a very good description oh, as Jesus we as we were Christ. lambasting him, but like exactly what he said. It looks like ice cream that we're First about to dive into. First couple bites were like, actually okay, and I think what threw me off, oh. especially Josh, is the fact that we were downstairs and you were getting this ready. I saw it was some kind of ice cream type thing, 
and you you saw in my my pantry we had like a little carton of uh, a froyo of a, a froyo like a half baked which is delightful very good so i expected it to be the same exact thing i thought it was half baked and i'm tasting this and this is just awful am i wrong is no. there a cigar taste to this no, it t- it tastes terrible. I, I don't what know what the, f- the heck what is it is. This? What so is it? this is Ben and Jerry's flagship Cherry Garcia. Oh, but, what's the smoke? But as opposed to being an actual ice cream, this is frozen yogurt. But why is there a smoke? I, I couldn't tell you between Do you the- taste it? I, I think it's it. I think it's a, the taste of the cherries, Bob. Maybe. Uh, there's that no ain't smoke cherry. in this. <laughs> My point is... That's Jerry Garcia's old blunt that he ashed in that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So the the Ben and Jerry's pint that Jesus is frozen yogurt Christ. is green. And Ugh. you pick it up and you're saying to yourself, you know, this can't be that bad, right? Mm. But the reality is if you were to eat a full container of Dude. this Ben and Jerry's, which would be a hard press for all of your faces right now. So bad. You would still be consuming... Uh, somewhere in the marks of 88 grams of sugar. What's the point? I you'd mean, this stu- is terrible. You'd still be having over 134% of your sugar intake on the day. Um, you'd Damn. have 700 <sighs> calories and 40% of your daily intake of saturated fat. People people have talked about Cherry Garcia before. I've never tried it. and I'm, They said you shouldn't. They, said, they even they, said you wouldn't. They said you couldn't. And you can't. Don't do it, folks. This is the most I disgusting. remember going to see Jerry Garcia live once. It was me and Buddy Ash, my old high school friend. We were driving that train high on cocaine. <laughs> you hate to see it. That makes sense. <laughs> but uh, let me put it this way. Would you rather have an actual Ben & Jerry's ice cream for 150 calories more? Yep. Absolutely. And that's my point. I'd rather have a regular Ben & Jerry's ice cream for 500 calories more. Yeah. So who asked their cigar in Ben & Jerry's Cherry Garcia Froyo? It's bad. It's bad, Jerry. That ain't no... That's vape. <laughs> that's vapey Garcia. <laughs> Uncle John's brand. Stretch. Ben, ben & Johnny. Stretch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about the next thing I handed you? I'm fine with it. This is a mildly okay Pop-Tart. All right, so it's Pop Tart, right? Yes. <laughs> Tell me if Pop Tarts come in uh, two uh, pastries per. Um, they ain't per the bag, only ones. How many calories do you think that is? Uh, for one Pop Tart. For one Pop Tart. One twenty. One twenty. Give me two thirty. Two thirty. You'd be about kind of somewhere in the middle. It's about two hundred calories per Pop Tart. Waste. And that's the point, right? It's too sweet. This isn't good enough to warrant that. If I had strawberry icing, no problem. Would you say that growing up, Pop Tarts were kind of like a breakfast alternative that you would you would turn to? Yep, up until five Couldn't years ago. Afford them. <laughs> <laughs> you get the uh, like uh, you get like the store brand like uh, I get I'd get the mop farts from <laughs> from uh, Aldi. <laughs> well, Tim, we got the toaster treats. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there was Listen, no. These are the top parts. <laughs> To what? <laughs> it's, it's the top parts of the normal Pop-Tarts. They're just cut in half. <laughs> Mom, there's no icing in these. Well, yeah, it's just the top parts. It's just the breading. <laughs> there's no icing. Didn't even save it putting it in a toaster, folks. All right, you got me good on that. 
If you're yeah, sure is... I'm feeling, you just call me up, baby. <laughs> Gross. Pop-Tarts have been one of my biggest this, gripes this of just my adult life. tastes like sugar, honestly. It's it's not that good. What, what uh, flavor is this? This is uh, the brown sugar cinnamon, one of the flagships. Yeah, yeah it's okay. It's really, to me, it's rated really fair. I, I won't give this an overrated. It's okay. I, I think just Pop-Tarts in general for me are overrated. They're too sweet. Rated fair. You know what you're getting with a Pop-Tart. I would not rather have the Cherry Garcia. I'll Dude, tell you that, that Cherry Garcia was downright bad. God. It's a rare day. Cigar where all Sour of us, milk. <laughs> none of us finished that. That was, that nah. was pretty bad. All right. Fair enough. I just think... Oh, when, yeah, baby. <laughs> when, when you talk about Pop-Tarts... You expect them to be a certain way, and I just don't think they're worth the hype. As an adult, I just don't. I don't see it. No, it's a, it's a quick meal. I mean, it's it's a quick meal, but it's, it's definitely no meal. not worth it. I'm not gonna I blow mean, 400 calories on two pop tarts, and you're gonna get like really like energetic for about five minutes, and then you're yeah, done. Yeah, the sugar content in that can't be good. Well, no, and it's not, and it's comparable. I think it's like somewhere in the mark of 30 grams of sugar. And you're saying to yourself, like, why am I doing that? Why am I wasting my time on a Pop-Tart? But but I'm sure there's people who start their day and saying, oh, yeah, there's a Pop-Tart. It's great. I love a good Pop-Tart in the morning. Oh, good, Uncle Sean. Lady stays the night at the shack. We shack up. I kick All her out right. early, make her little <laughs> eggs and toast. Then I eat my cinnamon Pop-Tart, uh, fire up a truck. We're down to Milford for a, uh, try, what you call it there, a food truck shack. Uncle John, you live in Maine. <laughs> yeah, we go down to Milford for the uh, food truck showings. Milford, Maine, huh? I <laughs> uh, Sorry, I meant Portland. <laughs> right, boys, Quickly so- names off the biggest <laughs> city you can think of. Oh, yeah, Red Rum. <laughs> This is great. So last up, I have Mm. orange juice. And the reason why, part of the reason why I'm doing this whole taste test was when you think about starting the day off right, orange juice parades itself as being one of the iconic ways to start off your day on the right foot. But orange juice has an ass load of sugar in it. You're very right about that. Orange juice is one of the most polarizing things uh, probably ever for drinks. Good mixer. People think Great it's healthy. Mixer. Other people think it's horrible. Like, you can I'm, have a bad orange juice, though. I thought that to jug of orange juice. I thought Bart Simpson just had to produce a little sample. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, <laughs> holy shit! Here's Don't. The, okay, here's the thing about orange juice. What kind of orange <laughs> juice? What kind of orange juice is this? <laughs> this is a standard. Um, Store brand orange juice. Uh, That's no, surprising. No pulp, uh, added calcium and vitamin D. Can I tell you why I'm very skeptical of orange juice? Please. Yeah. In 2009, I, <laughs> I was with it was me and Uncle John <laughs> and Buddy Ice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. In 2009, <laughs> I lived in man. a um, <laughs> I lived in an apartment with, apartment with my friends when we were going to college. And and this His was friends, in, Buddy and Ice. Buddy Ice and Uncle John. <laughs> and uh, at this time, we were drinking alcohol a lot, a lot of beers. One day, our fridge raneth dry, and the New Britain tap water wasn't cutting it for me. So I had only in the fridge, <laughs> fridge a, car- a, a carton of uh, orange juice. Okay. And I was very thirsty that day, so I drank a lot of that orange juice. And now keep in mind, I had been in this apartment for about six months, and I had puked many times, but never projectile vomited. 
That day I drank no beers, but I projectile vomited after drinking a whole carton of Tropicana orange juice (laughs) out of nothing else being in the home. So every now and then when I have orange juice in my house, I am very, very weary of how much I drank of it. Well, perhaps it's the real villain. Eh. Yes, Josh, perhaps it is. So what I was going to say is that there's a very big variety of orange juice. There's some really, really bad orange juice. Like and there's really some bad. green like, like juice. Car battery acid. You get you get like the milk carton of orange juice. Like the milk. Like it comes in the milk carton. Tropicana. No. The, Minute made. Like Minute <laughs> made. Like, I, not even. Not even. Like. There's even worse brands. There's, that's my point. Is there's Minute so much Maid, That's what I call my side chick. Oh god. <laughs> but like right. some of it just tastes six out of ten. Like <laughs> it tastes the the bad brands of orange juice taste like bad brands of orange juice. Like right. there's such a there's such a, a disparaging factor. There's a lot of taste to it. it yeah, and and. So it just turns out bitter sometimes for no yes. reason. You like a little pulp? I don't care about the pulp. I care about the quality of the <laughs> I juice. I like a little pulp. <laughs> I like a little pulp. I, I'm fine with it. I, I, I'll I take pulp. I'll take it without pulp. You like a scone? I, I don't like a scone, Bob. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. And There's a lot to unpack with orange juice. As I've said many times on this podcast, we were poor growing up, so... To make our juice last more, we would. My mom would actually. I was talking about this with my brother Brennan yesterday, actually, because he had a bottle of juice and I did this. But um, you put a little bit of juice in and you fill up the rest with water. And honestly, oh, no. dude, I remember doing that. It's good. It's not I, bad. If you want to make more of this? You go up to Homer Simpson and squeeze his nuts. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You never do that. <laughs> I tell Homer how to do it. Okay. Oh jeez. But yeah, I I just over. Overrated in general, just because of the fact orange that juice? I've had some bad, bad orange juice. Right. Yeah, it, I would agree with you on that. Um, and there's not. Josh kind of hit on the head. Like it's this never, isn't bad. Though, it's never one. super healthy. And like truly, the only time in the day where you can drink it without kind of getting sick or like a little queasy is probably in the morning. I just, mm. you're right. It is a very morning specific drink, and it's so sugary. If you have yeah. any more than eight ounces, just go it, to the Dunkin' and get your refresher. Right, or I don't know, like a little bit of sweetness goes a long way. This yeah. is a lot of sweetness, and yet it's it's parading around as if it's the best way to start your day. I'd rather coffee. dip a Mountain Dew in my milk. <laughs> Overrated drink, underrated mixer. That's, That's what I would say. very fair because a mimosa is a great thing to have. Excellent drink, a hundred percent. I think that's a good take. Yeah, love it, love it. <laughs> Can you take me higher? We're gonna, we're gonna. Can you take we're gonna me not. higher? <laughs> we're open, nephew Tim. No, 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 no. Hold me down, nephew Tim. No, I won't. <laughs> I shan't. <laughs> I think Uncle John's on a Creed kick. I, if I didn't yeah, know any it's, better. It's getting downright creepy, I mean, Josh. hell, he's playing Assassin's Creed over there, too. I've been playing Assassin's Creed, listening to Creed, and watching Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> those are, And not are... only that, I've been reading the Bible and saying my Creed. Oh. oh Good. Uncle, Uncle John. John. I didn't know that about him. I didn't know he was and a And I'm trying to man. make a lot of money, so I'm getting greedy. No, <laughs> no right. greed, Uncle John. He took it a little too far. It's got to be another segment. Yeah, here, right, we got one more. <laughs> story time. <laughs> what? 
hell was that? It was it, it was such a gentle like speaking volume. <laughs> like what? It's beautiful, Bob. That was nice. You know who's a real villain? <laughs> Tell me. Uncle Don in the eighties. <laughs> it was me and Buddy Ice. <laughs> Buddy Ice was the villain. We never, what is this about he's, Buddy Ice? He's the villain we deserve. He trained Brett Favre. <laughs> Threw it over those he mountains. He trained Brett Favre. He grew up with Wilt Chamberlain. And I heard once he even boxed Mikey Tice. Wow. Buddy Ice. You go. He boxed Mikey Tice. That was the end of Buddy Ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Tyson was in his prime and Buddy Ice was about 75. <laughs> he did not grow up with a 70. Move on. Uh. This is a damn lie. <laughs> this is this is better than anything. Um, so my final segment of the Mary's night. Mary's 47. <laughs> you know, there are times Bo- in our born lives. Born in 47. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. I can't, I can't. I can't get bloody ice out of my fucking head. He drank for far. <laughs> ended up being a little bit of a villain when he went to the gym. That's true, and then mm. that's the that's the final segment, right? Wasn't now. as bad as his Wrangler Gene commercials, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> so there are times in our lives where, you know, upon reflection, we say to ourselves, "You know what? Maybe, maybe I was the <laughs> asshole here. Maybe, yes. maybe I was the villain of this scenario." Yep. And I just wanted to put you guys on the spot. You know, I think we're at our best when we're telling good stories. Uh, and, you know, I just wanted you guys to share a time where maybe <laughs> you ended up being the villain of a time. Bob, you want to kick it off? I would like to. Oh, go for um, it. <laughs> many of you uh, longtime listeners have probably heard stories on this cast of how... An Ori story, perhaps. Ori. Many Ori stories. Mm-hmm. Stories of how Josh and Tim have spent their time working at Panera and Chipotle. Ugh. Before uh, teaching, I only had one job, folks, and it was the uh, price chopper store front uh, and clerk. The villainous thing I would do, and I'm very proud of this. Also the coach of Buddy Ice. <laughs> well, Buddy Ice came in frequently for the 30-pack of Bud Ice. But the, th- the thing I would do, and here was the thing, so... I had two coworkers who were very big personalities, also very big folks. Um, and I got really good at doing impressions of both of them. Mm. And one of our enjoyments on a late night in college, because uh, they were from Torrington and so were my roommates at the time, was we would call each of them as the other person. And, <laughs> and, and the impression was the impression was so good that I would ring one of these guys up at like 1 a.m. <laughs> I would do the impression of the other guy, and I'd say, like, hey, I need you to work my shift tomorrow. And oh the person <laughs> would get downright pissed. And they'd be like, you know, like, well, what are you calling me this time for? I'm, I'm asleep. Like, well, I, I thought you'd want a shift tomorrow. And, like, it was ridiculous. And then immediately after hanging up with this person, I would call the person who I was doing the impression of and use the other person's voice and be like, hey, I need you to work for me Sunday. And and this would go on and on. And th- this came to a head one time where I was in the clock room. And these two walked in at the same time. And, and one of the kids, they were both actually ironically named Kevin. And he walked in and he's like, man, this motherfucker, man, he's always calling me at the middle of the night, asking me to take his shift. And the other kid's like, yeah, man, that's you. What, what are you talking? You're always calling me. And like, I just got real nervous. Like, hey, guys, guys. 
Take it easy. We let's get out there and work. And so this went on for many. Bob's, Bob's words of reason. Let's get out there and work. Huh? <laughs> Come on. This went on for a while. Pull together, guys. And then the best part of this all, to cap off this troll, was one of these kids moved down south. And I called him like two and a half years after he moved <laughs> as the other kid. And I was like, hey, man, I need you to take my shift tomorrow. And he's like, dude, I don't even live in <laughs> Connecticut anymore. And uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, man. So I was like, we went on this like 10-minute tirade. I'm like, oh, there's a new Taco Bell in town. Hope you're doing well. And then at the end of the conversation, I go, all right. So you're telling me you can't take my shift tomorrow? <laughs> and he just goes, oh, God damn it. Like, and he... To this day, they both still think they were talking to each other. It was the best troll I've ever done. I am proud of it, but I, in some ways, think it was a villainous move. That because was a villainous actually move. Kinda, That's freaking great. My friends who would listen to this, one of them was quoted saying one time, he's like, dude, they actually hate each other because of you. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that was my villainous move, but, man, was it great. And I hope neither of them are listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. The, tr- the troll king, everybody. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you. Thank I you. I love it. That's like when I call Buddy Ash. Uh, your segment's over, Uncle John. <laughs> Meath, what do you got? So, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go into my Peter Shabbat story because we've all heard that on oh, this cast it's before. So and if you haven't, folks, go back. What episode was that I'm in? I think. Do you remember, Josh? I don't. I'm going to have to go back and figure I think it, it out. The, was it the Burger Cast? It might have been the Burger Cast. Yeah. Go back and nice. listen to them all, folks, because yeah. you will hear the Peter Shabbat story. <laughs> but that, that was definitely a villainous move on my part. But the story I'm going to tell tonight, the Ori story, if you will, uh, this was, uh, when I was a villain to my brother, Dave, um, <laughs> this is, this is an interesting story. I don't know if either of you have ever heard this. Um, when we were young, probably did Dave look a thing like Jesus? <laughs> no, <laughs> well, he did have long hair. Um, he didn't get it. That, that, okay, he maybe talked when he like a young. gentleman. Okay. He did. Get it. <laughs> okay. He got it. He got um, it. so we were like uh, sharing a room. This is how young we were. Okay. We had bunk beds, and we always had this plan, and we would refer to it as, "Ah, we're doing the plan tonight." You know, ah, this and, is getting a little weird. <laughs> I know. So our plan was when our parents went to bed, we were gonna go down, and we were gonna throw on one of our favorite movies when my parents were in bed. So we weren't allowed to watch TV when they were in bed. Fair enough. And still not. I know what you're thinking. Like, that's not that's not a villain story. I mean, just disobeying your parents for a night, right? That's not the story, guys. <laughs> Could never so, be the story. So there was some, one some night. Non sequitur? I'll get there. <laughs> there was this one night where it's like, because we would say this over and over again, like, we're going to do the plan tonight, and we just end up falling asleep. You know? <laughs> like, like, no one wants to watch a movie at 2 a.m. <laughs> so, we Speak for yourself. Uh, Uncle John. <laughs> That's not really sleeping. <laughs> um, so, Shinamax. there was one night where we got home late from something with my parents, and it was the night. It was the night for the plan. <laughs> so, Boy Scouts banquet. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dave, I was like, you know what, Dave? <laughs> Why would Derby Coke- really stirred up the villain and Tim? I did, I, did, I did come in second in a Pinewood Derby once. Dude, 
Same. I got I a trophy about it. Same. Hey. I yeah. came in second in the natural wood derby, if you know what I'm no, talking about. No, 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 no. God, no. That, <laughs> enough of these buddy no, stories. I'd like to see that trophy one day. <laughs> hey, I didn't get no trophy for it. So there was one night where it was like, you know what? This is the night. We're actually going to do it. And I was like, Dave, you go down to start the movie. We don't want to go down together because it'll be sketchy if we... Was this oh. close to their bedroom? They slept... Uh, so the TV was in the living room which my parents slept like in the basement room so it was above their their okay so i sent dave down i don't know why i did a real villain no listen true villain (laughs) i sent dave down and i don't know why i did this i still feel terrible about this to this day like this is one of my biggest regrets as a child so i snuck down while dave was setting up the movie and tattled on him to my parents and sent my parents up and i was like dave's trying to watch a movie i don't know what got into like and i totally turned on him at the last second so that this is what you've done right now i know i understand god i told you i still feel bad about it to this day i'm tearing up a little because of how bad i feel about it but Dave will you remember You planned this, this for years, then you shat the bed on it? I don't know what I was thinking. It like it was just at an age where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to screw this guy. <laughs> like, I, I've yeah, had enough. Say, I hope he beat the shit out of you. No, no we didn't really do that. But like, well, you should have. It was I'd, just, I'd say. It was a I'd bad say. move on my part, but I was the villain in that story nope, for sure. I get that, man. There's a lot of shame <laughs> that, that goes along with that. that. Should've, yeah, that story should have been told... Uh, Years ago during the shame cast. Yeah, honestly, probably. Shame. And again, shame. Dave. Dave, if you're listening, shame. I very much apologize for that situation. As I've you should. Always regretted it since. And we all have regrets, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Uh, not to that level. That yeah, was not, shitty. I get that. I get that though. The the familial shame is. Yeah. It, 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 I remember exactly. a time I uh, gave on a buddy ass a swirly. <laughs> oh, he probably had it coming. <laughs> Tim, I told him I was going to give him a squirrely. He thought I was giving him a pet squirrel. He was drunk, walked him to the bathroom, flushed his head in the toilet, laughed my ass off when I drunk, went home. Felt real bad about it next day. Well, Don't know what those last words were, but great. They were poetic, really. Yeah. Tim, I, I got to admit, I have another familial one. It was... Uh, All right. It was... Uh, yeah, real quick. It was it was a uh, sleepover with my cousins. You know, we were a really close family. And just one of those late night shenanigan type of yep. things where it's like... You're you're in bed, but you're not really ready for bed, and everyone's there, and you know the the giggles, the laughter. I mean, we're pretty young, and at one point, did you look a thing like Jesus? Oh, I looked a thing like Jesus for sure. At, <laughs> Talked like a gentleman. So so my my cousin Scott <laughs> and I knows. are very very close in age, and we're just we're dicking around. We're we're having a praising our, Josh. Yeah, and my, my our younger cousin Tommy is. <laughs> Just trying to be like us, a little bit older, but he's he's still not quite there yet. So we, as the older you know people in the room, uh, we're razzing him, right? So he he won't stop talking, and I, Scott picks up a Lego and he chucks it across the room, <laughs> and he just nails Tommy in the head. And Tommy's like, "What what what the heck? What the heck?" And he's freaking out. Now Tom's probably like six or seven at the time. We shouldn't be throwing. When Legos you say a Lego, him. you mean a full on brick. So. <laughs> So Scott hit him with with a brick, and I'm like, oh, well, I gotta do the same. Scott is always involved. I knew no, 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 he was gonna so, be in this. So at this time, <laughs> true, I in true like young kid fashion, I take a whole bunch of Legos and I make a very large brick, <laughs> and I throw it over and I hit Tommy, and he's like, 
freaking out at this point. <laughs> Scott is in stitches. He thinks this is the funniest thing. So he does the same exact thing. He one-ups me. He gets this much larger Lego creation. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's a very large, like almost small football size at this point. Dear Lord. <laughs> and, and of course, like Tom's in the corner just mouthing off. And of course, Scott hucks this thing. Hits Tom and explodes. <laughs> now, at this point, we are absolutely beside ourselves, pissing our pants laughing. And my villainous ass decides, I'm going to go for the kill. I, I'm ready. I'm the ready kill. for this. And I take every single Lego I can find. I make something the size of a, of a beach ball. Oh, God. And I am... Very aerodynamic. <laughs> and I am ready to end... There's no more Lego. Scott cannot one-up me. I am ready to go. And there was a one moment before where I was like, uh, should I? This this is going to hurt. If Some said he shouldn't. <laughs> Some even said he couldn't. <laughs> but I looked over and I looked at the eyes of a man who was instantly judging me if I had not thrown this because he would have. And mm. I hurl this thing over, and this thing explodes. And, uh. I mean, it's everywhere. <laughs> Tom is beside himself. I just hit a six-year-old with got a like massive a amount of, of Legos. He is now not amused. He's very much crying. and I'm just He is like, unconscious. <laughs> and I am laying there going like, oh, that was the line. I should not have crossed that. Josh lays there pretending to sleep after <laughs> and of course, he like, it. My uncle and aunt come in. They're like, what happened? What happened? Like, oh, they threw Legos at me. And it was not just Legos. I mean, the kid is in a proverbial Lego graveyard around. <laughs> so I, I felt instantly bad. I've always felt bad about that. I, I mean, maybe he deserved it a little bit. But anyway. That reminds me of a time... Where my brother and I went over to our friend Justin's house on our first sleepover. <laughs> and uh, we were just downright a little too silly. He had this... Um, oh, no. As you guys and <laughs> Justin often were. He had this... Um, what? He had this ostrich puppet that he had gotten from a fair. Was like, it ostrich size? No, but it was one of those ones where it's like the wooden handle. And you can like, you know, you make it dance yeah, and pull yeah. the strings. Like the cross. I, handle, this, right? Josh's story reminded me of this way too much because I got a little too excited and like I was making this thing dance erratically and Justin got real mad because I got all the strings knotted up and he <laughs> he had to cut them and retie them and then the thing was dancing lopsidedly and then later in the night like we got so overwhelmed that like it was the same kind of thing. This is a Lego thing reminded me of it. like his parents were like all right lights out and like we're in the room and like. I didn't say anything. We're going back and forth, and his his dad had bought us this no dice jerky, and it was so hard we couldn't bite it. So like at one point, like we're all just like messing with each other, and like Justin says something about the puppet, and he gets up, and I I take this stick of jerky. And I whip it across the room, and it hits him in the head, and he straight up goes down screaming. And his dad walks in, he's like, "Hey, that's enough!" Like, I I don't know why we were ever invited back to his house, but it was the funniest night of my life. And I was a villain. I ruined his puppet, and I almost gave him a concussion yeah. with a stick of jerky. We're the worst type of people, but we are really the best. Yep. Can I tell one more quick Dave story? Yes. 
So I hope it doesn't hurt his feelings again. Jesus. <laughs> no, he deserved this one. <laughs> so we were playing Madden as we often did, like on PS one at this point. Johnny classic. Yeah, Johnny Madden, as it were. And uh, there were times where like we would get a little too competitive in Madden, and you know we'd get pissed off at each other, whatever. So there was this one time where Dave got very pissed at me. Because what we used to do is we used to um, draft a team and we would play one-minute quarters, but we would play every single game. So we would play like against you know our super teams with like the crappy teams that the computer right. like generated. Well, it was you and Buddy Ice. It was me and Buddy Ice, of course. <laughs> Buddy Ice was my quarterback. Childhood table. <laughs> but like there was one time where I beat him, his like super team with like this crappy, crappy team, and he got livid and he started chasing me around the room <laughs> like trying to hit me with like with his controller he like ripped it out of the ps1 it was like chasing me with a controller and like this was this was something that couldn't i could never replicate ever but like he jumped at me and i was like against my bed like kind of bracing but i kind of caught him in midair and parried him like across the bed <laughs> to the point where he got wedged between the bed and the wall and he's he could not get out. He was like stuck there. His ass was so far between the wall and the bed. He sunk, that, he sunk so much. And the more he struggled, like the angrier he got. And oh, like geez. I just booked it out of there like and went down to my mom so he was like those chase Grinch got stuck in the chimney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like that was one of my funnest, funniest memories. Your mom comes him. up two hours later. What's happened to you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> He's tired himself out and falls Tom asleep. Tom right passes out in the crevice of the bed in the wall. <laughs> I've never seen like an angrier person, though, just like wedged between the wall and the bed. That's probably a one in a million shot. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, could not replicate it if I tried. Dude, that's freaking great. <laughs> you know. In a world where sometimes we <laughs> are taking he's stolen your stick. You are the villain. <laughs> I am the villain to Bob. Allow episode. me to get this back. In a world where <laughs> heroes are often celebrated for things that aren't heroic anymore, you need to turn to a man or woman who has had a we hard don't get time political. Of- <laughs> we don't get political here. <laughs> you never hang out with Joey. Yeah, not even it's about time we've said that. <laughs> and. You turn to these folks and you realize the hardships they've been through, whether it's emotional, physical, or just uh, mental. Mental. It's really important to understand that the villain is sometimes the hero. As you often heard with Tim, the man wins a victory and his brother becomes an enraged lunatic. Hilarious. Was he a villain? <laughs> yes. But was he a hero? Yes. Also, the big yes. says yes. <laughs> so, folks, remember that sometimes the fine line between a hero and villain is really just splitting the hair of a horse. Tim's brother? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, it's been a great podcast. We remind you that if you are even thinking about trying to do what we do, we invite you to do it. And that can be easily done through the Anchor.fm app. Which oh. is now a subsection of Spotify. Oh, yes. yes. Um, One of our greatest sponsors in a... Uh, and we are so happy to have them because they make podcasting so easy that even you can't screw it up. That's true. All you got to do 
is go on, get a couple buddies, get a couple ideas, get a couple buddy ices, and record your things. Anchor.fm will provide it to all the major streaming services, and you don't got to do anything else. The Anchor.fm app. Currently now known as Spotify for Podcasters. <laughs> Truly underrated. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's officially a new thing now. <laughs> well, we love it. Yeah. Can't I get mean, enough of it. Makes it. it easy. I mean, you go on with your friends, you just have a conversation, that's what we do. Yeah, it was like that you know? horny toad. He kept telling me to rub it, rub it. You never invite <laughs> your Uncle John <laughs> along. That's for sure. That's for If you invite definite. him once, he never leaves. <laughs> yes, and he brings his friends, and it's just odd. <laughs> oh. You gotta love it, folks. All right, folks. Thanks <laughs> again for listening. <laughs> thanks again for listening to another episode of the Overrated, Underrated, Oh, the Rated Fairly Podcast. Mm. Nice. We'll but see you next time. British, Do you yeah, want to know how I got these scars? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I know you got those scars.